You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel Watusi. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello, and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your, is it bi-weekly, fortnightly? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your fortnightly slice of something extra between our main apps. I'm Holly Morgan, and my husband Tom is also here. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Duke of fortnightly. <laughs> Duke of fortnightly. Um, oh, it's misty. Oh, isn't it? Oh, it's dead Christmassy. It's all misty out. It's got a bit, hasn't it? I think some one person's uh, Christmassy mist is another person's exorcist mist, though, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's a glass half empty, glass half full scenario. That's true. Typically, um, we are doing a morning record. Can you hear the sleep in our voices? Mm. Can you hear the condensation on our glasses? Mm. We are like gorillas in the mist inside mm. in our home. I'm like asthmatic in a dangerous environment. <laughs> uh, we're moving next week! Hooray! Hopefully. <laughs> Even bigger hooray! Hooray! Clap your fingers, divas. <laughs> Clack your fingers together and pray for us that we will be leaving. Um, we're going to start with some lovely feedback from wonderful, wonderful Will Jackson. Uh, welcome to Showbiz. I've, I thought it could go one way or the other. Either people would be like, I love this, or like, please, please stop. Maybe the please, please stops aren't telling us. <laughs> They're just unsubscribing or turning off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Will is such a good conversationalist, isn't he? He's yeah, so he's brilliant. Um, and thank you all so much for your love, lovely things that have been said about it. Um, shout out to a lovely new listener, uh, Patty Cakes. Now, the divine Miss Patty Cakes is a blogger. She has a blog called BigBodyBurlyBeauty.com. Yes, please. Alliteration. Mm. Full marks. All and the bees. All the bees. And oh, she's an absolute dream. I live for her. Here's Patty's feedback on episode one. She's gone back. Gone done, done, done a deep diver. She's gone done a deep dive. She's done a deep diva. Loved episode one, but my friend has commented that it is criminal you ignored Jerry's most diva move yet. Her new Ponzi Lady of the Manor, I only wear white or beige persona. <laughs> it's it's a very good point. That's the crossover with the Thatcher period, isn't it? I think this is this is her life now. Uh so this is the Hunter Wellies. Uh yeah, exactly. Look, I think it's because it's a move that Madonna did as well. She did. And she got that wax jacket. I get quite triggered by people copying Madonna. You do, don't you? Um, however, yeah, it does deserve more attention. Um, I'll be honest, without overusing the term trigger, you do seem to get triggered by anything that is essentially not blind compliments of Madonna. <laughs> anything that involves Madonna. Even some conversations that don't involve Madonna. You're like, why aren't we talking about Madonna? <laughs> I feel very attacked. <laughs> yeah, I do have to, have to work on that. Jerry, despite espousing a, a neutral palette bit like the sort of the white company or mm. um the futon company i think they're also strictly neutrals more or less or um all saints actually on a particular on, they were always what neutrals or blacks well oh camo doesn't count anyway zara used to be all just sort of black and leather mew mew <laughs> she says she mew mew but now she says she's also a rainbow woman and that's pure camden energy to me have we watched rainbow woman yet I've watched it and I've heard the single. <laughs> Coming up in Weekend Diva. <laughs> Strap on in there. Yeah, absolutely. So welcome aboard, Patty. We live for you. And everyone go check out her blog. 
And we can all watch in real time Paddy's slowly dwindling interest in us as she gets closer <laughs> and closer to the modern day. Yes. Um, so that's a bit of feedback. Uh, just in the corrections corner, um, obviously we've just had a little bit of uh, an update from uh, the divine Ms. Will Jackson. Uh, Miss Attitude herself, Attitude has, herself has got in touch based on the latest Little Diva, so the week before last, um, where he was catching up, uh, and just uh, got in touch to let me know that there uh, is indeed no such thing as queer face. Yeah. As I rather stupidly posited. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, but for lack of a better word, uh, that was the term that I uh, coined. Uh, however, he did inform us that queer baiting is yes. a term that um, gay people use, which uh, can be used about the Harry Styles stuff that we were talking about. Uh, it's usually used for TV shows, he said, where they wink about two same-sex characters hooking up, but isn't explicitly said, or it's just used as a gag. Queer baiting. Queer baiting. Yeah, for all of our straight um, subscribers. Excellent. So a bit of uh, bit of intel. Bit of intel. Lovely. So that's, uh, let's go over live now to Rich's Bitch. Okay, so what we're not going to do this week is sleep on Jennifer Hudson. Like, obviously Mariah and Ariana synchronising their whistle tone is an iconic piece of pop perfection, but Jennifer Hudson is the vocalist of a generation, and we're going to be putting some respect on that name. Thank you very much. Um, talking of iconic vocalists, uh, <laughs> so unnecessarily mean, um, Britney released a new song this week it's called swimming in the stars and you know what it's absolutely fine and i absolutely adore it it may i think it's an off cut from glory i think she recorded them but it didn't make the final cut but i will take an off cut from an average album by britney spears than a really a song from anybody else like i just love her and i miss her and i'm glad that she's back to give us a little christmas treat um, talking of Christmas treats from Perfect Pop Stars, Kylie Rae Jepsen's new song is called It's Not Christmas Till Somebody Cries. Um, it's honestly as camp as Tinsel Tits, and it's worth a listen. I want to listen to it every year. It needs to be one of them, like, you know that awful one by, like, Slade, is it? Or the one that uses the gay pejorative F word all the time? Like, put it in, scrap them, get Kylie Rae in instead. Um, biggest headline news this week, though, oh, I finally watched Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. And, like, you know me, I don't like to overstate things, but... I think it's the greatest cinematic achievement of all time. I have never in my life responded so positively to a film after just one watch. I love every single choice, every choice. Dolly Parton being like, yeah, I will play a homeless person, but if you think I'm putting them grey rags on my body, you are incorrect. It will be silver silks with a full beat. Like, it's homeless, but make it drag. I love that choice. Christine Baranski, perfect, but also she's a villain. But because it's a Dolly Parton vehicle and Dolly Parton is never mean, she's actually not that villainous a villain and i kind of love that choice i love that all, like, all the new songs are by dolly um the the people of the townsfolk just like dancing around in the square there's all the husbands of the women are 100 percent homosexual um which is a choice i thoroughly support um it's just oh, i just love it um thanks dolly babe i just love you <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> Incredible scenes. Oh, oh, and wow, what a, what a coincidence. That, right in on the back of Rich's bitch. Yeah. We've, Shut. we've got, we go live feed. To the same house. The same household, for thankfully. Christmas. Yes. Otherwise they'd be breaking the law. No, they live together, it's fine. Right, here we go. Okay, let's go. Belt in for another coincidence. Oh, hi there. I was just listening to your podcast about the Scissor Sisters 
part two and i found it very interesting many thanks for bringing all of those facts to light um i've just learned actually that the scissor sisters debut album um was the biggest selling album in the united kingdom in 2004 selling over 2.6 million copies and i just thought it was really interesting because it's a bit of a coincidence really because i actually lived in the united kingdom in 2004 um so that was happening you know at the same time i just thought that was a really really unusual coincidence oh wow oh that had never even occurred to me until yes. until just then i don't know how he does it i don't know either he's a he, wizard he is a wizard a logic wizard when have you last seen mystic meg have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time never so and it was a dodgy wig there we go you heard it here first <laughs> excellent now the weekend diva weekend diva lovely what's been going on this week holes look the diva verse is absolutely a flame a flame <laughs> divas tend to love the ephemera surrounding christmas who knows what it might be we here are a non-denominational pod absolutely Christmas, I think we can all agree, is nothing to do with religion. No. It's mostly to do with sparkling. Unless you are a Christian listener, in which case we support we your support choice. support you. And thank you for letting us co-opt your holiday. Exactly. Yes, as long as you also support same-sex marriage and uh, women and equal rights. Thanks. Go you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Lovely. Uh, so the Weekend Diva, apps, because we are we are in the run-up now, we're in the full... Mm-hmm. I mean, like we're we're a good third through the advent calendar. It's, preparing for takeoff. We're preparing for it's 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 happening. So the divas obviously have to respond with likewise content. I'm going to bracket my Christmas content for the end of my bulletin for the weekend diva and just give you some other news up top. Okay. So news up top. Uh, deep friend of the pod, Robert Madge, is absolutely slaying with his videos. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent one, uh, pop songs in a panto. Get on the matches any of the of the platforms just get it seen it's so good uh, we love you robert thank you for continuing to create excellent why hasn't he got an mbe that's a very good question if joe wicks can get one i would i would argue that robert madge has contributed more to the future benefit of the uk petition thank you um other news in diva it's related to something we're going to discuss in more detail. Dolly Parton's doing the rounds to promote Christmas on the Square, which obviously we're going to talk about um, for the next hour slash the rest of our lives. But um, Dolly Parton was also on Table Manners. Was she? She was on Table Manners. What a get, right? I mean, yeah. they can get they get big people anyway because Jessie Ware's like legit famous and so is her mum now. Um, and they were starstruck. Can you imagine just sitting in your kitchen talking to Dolly on a Zoom? I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I would assume it wasn't real. I would assume it wasn't real. Um, And the extra layer of technology would really help that out. Yeah, just, yeah. I would assume it wasn't real too, but it was. Um, I'm going to say Lenny doesn't know a lot about Dolly Parton. Len's the mum. Lenny, yeah. Lenny Lenny. basically just gone, oh, I love Dolly Parton. And then been like, what do I remember about Dolly Parton? Country music. Len, uh, Dolly, have you, did you do light and dancing? <laughs> Whereas Jessie Ware... Did you do what? 
Did you like line line dancing? Oh, it's one of the light and dancing. Light and dancing. Yeah, it's that like was... a sort of Nordic ceremony. No, that that was sort of that was Lenny's the extent of her contribution. If I'm honest, Jessie Ware was genuinely like you're one of the greatest songwriters of all time, and uh, it's an honour to meet you. Whereas her mum was like, "Do you like line dancing?" <laughs> she was no, she wasn't disrespectful. But I would say she was less familiar with the canon, and uh, it showed. By which, (laughs) she was less respectful. Yeah, if we're honest. Because partner is the canon, and canon is the partner. I'm quite frightened of of table manners in general, so I'm not going to come for them on not doing any research. (laughs) I'm frightened of them. I I think Lenny could fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah, you got Uh, in a way at a line dance. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a love, love Jessie Ware. I've never listened to it. I'm sorry. Really? I, I apologise. I'll get on it immediately. First album's amazing. I went to school with her bassist. Oh, the, I've listened to her music. Very I cool. thought you meant the podcast. I haven't listened to that. Yeah. Is she making any music or is she just yeah, doing she's the had, podcast? Yeah, just now? released a disco album. Get out. Yeah. Like Kylie. It's Jessie Ware, Kylie. I think she's making a bid for National Treasure and I think it's it's pulling, it's pulling she's pulling it off. <laughs> I think she's got a bit more of an uphill battle there for me. The over 50s listen to podcasts now. Mm. I mean, not our parents, I think potentially Jessie Ware's moment to be a UK superstar has, has come and gone, pop music-wise. You'd say that about Sophie Ellis-Bexter. You might say that about about uh, Billy Piper. Exactly. But I was wrong there yeah. as well. When she started popping up at the National, I was like, I don't know, it's a bit of a uphill battle here. One of the greatest actresses of our generation. There, I said it. Fucking hell. Yes. I don't disagree. Also, if you ever get lost in Soho, going for drinks with Billy Piper. There you go. That's how you know the streets in Soho. Don't say this isn't a podcast that appeals to everyone around the world. <laughs> yeah, going for drinks with Billy Piper is the uh, what do you call it? An it's a, not an acronym, is it? Is it an acronym? Yeah, yeah, it's an acronym to help you remember the vertical running streets, yeah. north to south streets in Soho. Greek, Greek Frith, Dean, Dean, Wardour, Berwick, Berwick, no Brewer. Berwick, going for drinks with... Ber- Old Brewers, uh, Horizontal. Yeah, and um, Poland. Poland. Yes. It, I've used it several times. Yeah. it might That might sound like a, a ridiculous tangent. It's always <laughs> like, oh, brilliant. What a hilarious acronym for something completely useless. It's genuinely come in handy. Yeah. Because they're really hard to remember. They are really hard to remember. Life is difficult. Life is difficult. <laughs> no, when we used to go out in Soho, we did an acronym to remember where we were. Now we're just like, I'm not in my house. I could be anywhere. <laughs> that's going to be the longest acronym in the world because it's anywhere that's not my exact address. <laughs> yeah, so do check it out. It's actually quite a good interview. Um, Thanks. Talking of podcasts, I actually, I'm not, not that I need to give these incredibly successful podcasts. Talking of podcasts, <laughs> has anyone heard Table Manners yet? Anyone listen to Table Manners? Look, but, I don't want to spoil the, like, you know, for the surprise for everyone, but I have got this artist you are going to love. Her name is Dolly Parton. Now, if you like podcasts... Yeah. Well, on that note, I've got a documentarian for you called Louis Theroux. Oh, yes. wow. Louis Theroux. Uh, I think he's going to go far. Um, young man. Young man. An upstart. Like from the BBC. No hereditary privilege whatsoever. Uh, his podcast, Grounded, uh, I've not listened to any other episodes, but I listened to one with Michaela Cole because... I am obsessed with her and she is amazing and she uh, she absolutely owns the hour and again I'd say I think he could have done more research if I'm honest you've got to think about that haven't you I think knowing what channel I may destroy you on might have been a good start especially if it's on the channel that you largely work with yeah and she pointed that out oh <laughs> because she's what sick everything 
Uh, yeah, so do give a listen to that as well. Wow. Super. Okay, so let's get into this. Let's get into the Divas of Crimble. First of all, Holly, what is it that you think the Divas love so much about Christmas? What? Did, what's not to love? Excess. <laughs> That's what it is. Excess. Glitter. Turning up late. Turning up late. As you'll find out. In Yeah, exactly. Wearing red. Yeah. Not As... often done throughout the year, unless you're, you know, doing a sort of niche Miss Scarlet routine. Red is, it's a punishing colour. <laughs> red and green, rarely seen, no. apart from in December. It's not a recommended combination. It is at Christmas. I think it's also because the taste level is significantly lowered around Christmas. Yes. Um, and indeed, all of the holidays in that period... Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever holiday you sit, you celebrate. I would, I would suggest that the December holidays are associated with excess. Mm. I mean, it's much the same reason that we have Gemma Collins wrapping paper in our house. Yes, she's almost a definitive diva of Christmas. Oh my God! Yeah, absolutely. She should be a raquette. I, when we were on our honeymoon, we were in Boston and we were going to New York. We were talking to a, a cab driver about where we were going to New York. And he's like, oh, We weren't going to New York from Boston in a cab, just to be no. clear. No, actually, we weren't in a cab. We were in a bar. And until we were bar, we were in the bar from Good, Good Will Hunting. Hunting, a film I've seen once and don't really care for, but I've been to most of the major, <laughs> major set pieces of. A, a film that neither of us are... Uh, particularly bothered about. Yeah, when However, in Boston. We, we went to three different <laughs> locations that it was shot in. And we also went to Salem because I was doing a show about witches. I think we would have gone there anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're in this bar and this <laughs> Boston Bostonian uh, bar. Keep. Uh, yes, a bartender. What did he say to us, Tom? You can do it, get to your Boston now. Um, oh, you put me on the spot. Oh, you guys are going to New York? Oh, we go there every year. Do one thing when you go to New York. <laughs> In your life. <laughs> go and see the Rockettes. Go every year. Me and my wife get on a train. We go out to New York. We get a bottle of white wine. This guy's like six feet he's, two. He's exactly what you imagine. Bald, bald as an eight ball. Yeah. He's, he's a, a bartender Must, in Southie in Boston. Yes. He, he looks like, imagine what a bartender in like the Irish part of Boston looks like. Yeah. And to, he looked like that. He looked like that. And to quote... If you do one thing... <laughs> one thing! <laughs> one thing in your life! In New York, not literally in your, in your life! Go you and see the Rockets. And to quote deep, deep friend of the pod and US resident Charlie Aerosmith, <laughs> I went to see the Rockets live. It's the gayest thing I've ever seen and I've seen gay sex. <laughs> I've seen two men having sex with each other and the Rockets is gayer than that. That is a, a direct quote from Charles Arrowsmith. Um, so, yeah, uh, how do we get on this tangent? <laughs> Christmas, the Rockettes. Mariah, for many, is the voice of Christmas. Not for that guy in that Boston bar. No, she wasn't a Rockette. He's not interested. <laughs> not interested. <laughs> Mazakaza redefined Christmas music. Let's, let's, not, let's not disregard <laughs> so many double negatives. Mariah's contribution to the canon of Christmas music. No. She was like, we haven't had a really good, really retro hit about Christmas. I'm going to give you the definitive one. It's like she, it's like Christmas songs were a, a box of quality street. She gorged on them and what she regurgitated was pure Christmas. And she knows that. You mean on the original song? On the original. Okay. And <clears throat> the premise of Mariah's Christmas special, which you can find on Apple TV, 
is that we are all low on Christmas cheer this year. For obvious reasons. The setup is a, is great. It's very clear. Billy Eichner is the busiest elf in... Christendom. Yeah, and, and he's like, come on, I need... The cheer needs sorting. It's, I think it's a subplot in Elf they've kind of expanded. It, feels like, it all feels a little bit like deleted scenes from Elf, which is great. Um, so you get like Bette Midler and Heidi Klum and... <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown sending in Zoom messages at the beginning. We're like, oh, I'm really depressed. Which was... Which was odd. Yeah. Heidi Klum really lent into the I've been in my house thing. Mm. I, felt, I felt it felt a bit pointed. It's like, will Seal not let you leave? Like, what's... <laughs> why, are you, why are you giving us this kind of like hostage video? Anyway, it's an odd note in an otherwise peerless hour. 45 Aye. minutes. I thought we were going to sit down and be like, what in the living fuck was that? After all, we we sat through the Hocus Pocus reunion. So much better than that. Sorry. I tell you what, I mean, if you if the other things to compare it to, the Hocus Pocus reunion and the RuPaul Holly Slay spectacular, <laughs> this 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 is like a Christmas masterpiece. It's, it's absolutely, like, yeah, it's Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah. It just, I, I just couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. I just enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, it's a dream. I'll just watch it every Christmas from now on. It's the best Christmas special I've seen since Knowing Me, Knowing You. Yeah, absolutely. The That's Anne not Partridge hyperbole. Christmas special, which so, um, I watch every year. Uh, Tiffany Haddish narrates, as you noticed at the beginning, when you didn't know it was going to be the best 45 minutes of your life, she had a very big book. <laughs> it was, she had like... And she was right, she'd, she'd not done that thing where you have a fake book and you just no. open it in the middle so it just looks like you've got a book. She'd open it right at the first, top. First page. First like, page. Strap prologue. in. <laughs> Acknowledgements. Like Mariah Carey's Ulysses, yeah. which I would love to see. Um, and then... I think, we, I think we have, haven't we? Yeah. We'll probably be reading it from it this week. And then we go live to Mariah's home. Uh, two, her, two, there were three children. Two of them are her actual children. Okay. Moroccan and Monroe. Mm-hmm. They are the twins she had with Nick Cannon. So their initials are... MC, MC, which was intentional because she wanted them to have the same initials as her. <laughs> For the monogram pajamas that they all wear. Yes. Uh, they're now referred to as Rock and Row, however. Nice. <laughs> I had a maths teacher at school who would have uh, said that uh, accidentally all the time because he couldn't say like L's at the end of words. Oh. So he, uh, which is difficult, especially for trigonometry, because he'd refer to triangles. Oh, no. So Rock and Row was probably one of his favourite styles of music. <laughs> Bless. Um, yeah. So no, I don't know. I don't know what's behind Moroccan's name, but Monroe. She's a lifelong Man- Marilyn fan, which you will learn from from the book. Will. That yeah. was very threatening. Owns, which you will learn from the book. She owns uh, um, Marilyn's childhood piano. Does she? Yeah. She painted it white. Put it in her house. She painted it. Well, she didn't. Someone did. A minion did. Probably Rock and Roll did it. <laughs> no, she wouldn't let them loose on that. So I don't, I'm surprised she painted it. Yeah, she did. I don't know what you're, what you're surprised about. You got like an artifact from like yeah. a pop culture oh, artifact yeah, 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 that's yeah. probably worth millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah she painted it white. She's painted it. Yeah. <laughs> like she, taking John Lennon's Imagine piano and painting it pink. Yeah, sticking some Technicolor <laughs> on it. To be honest, yeah, it's a very Jerry Puzzle. Halliwell aesthetic. Actually, that video, isn't it? Yeah. All neutrals. Um, I'm going to summarize Mariah's outfits as we go through. So the opening outfit is a sort of like. Low key, chilling at home, corseted onesie. And the hair is on point. Then we go to her in a flying car with a blow dry, which is so big <laughs> and so flicky. And then you're like, oh, these folks are on point. Oh, there's a flying car. I'm having the best time ever. 
it's Billy Eichner's best, best performance in American Horror Story. Yes. In fact, I think he, he's, if anything, more serious in this than he was in American Horror Story. I did not know a lot. I don't know a lot of Billy's work. Mm-hmm. I've seen Billy on the Street. Yep. A few times. Mm-hmm. And then obviously American Horror Story. And so when Will Jackson, previous guest, mm. uh, talked about uh, Billy Eichner being, you know, someone that would petrify him to be in the show, I was sort of like, okay, all right. Yeah. I mean... I'm going to take your word for it, but I don't. I don't have personal evidence of that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where you've got that from. Uh, I watch this. I'm fully on board. I'm paid up. Yeah, I'm a shook. subscriber. Yeah, absolutely obsessed. Download and subscribe. Big Deep Energy now. Yeah, do it. Please leave us a review. You talk a direct to Billy Eichner. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, right. he's hilarious. <laughs> he is he hilarious. Is hilarious in it. Like it's very difficult. I, I think also the direct a direct comparison is uh, Ross Matthews in mm. the Hollis Lay Spectre. Oh. In the <clears throat> Hollisley spectacular, the haunted thing the haunted that was released, vision. <laughs> <laughs> the haunted doll of reality television <laughs> that we got last year, and they were—it's because they're both elves in it. They're both sort of playing a kind of link fixer, yeah, a fixer, but also like a, a runner of Christmas and a sort of link yeah. in in the narrative. Like they just sort of fill in the gaps like, yeah. for the rest of the show. Yeah. So the Mariah's like the like the drag queens doing their bit on yeah. the split on a sleigh, and then he just sort of fills in the gaps. And the comparison is is not. It's not favourable. It's not favourable towards Ross, and I, I love Ross Matthews. They've done a dirty though with that with that concept, and that's she I mean she loves a shit pun, but they it, did. Yeah. But it went on. It did go on. Anyway, Billy is serving the exact right amount of like tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. but also like I know to make these jokes work, you've got to. Yeah. You've got to pretend that you believe them. It's everything. It was so good. Now, Mariah is demonstrating something which I I call the classic Mariah silhouette. Mm-hmm. It's a thigh-high split. A split so high that it's basically her hip. <laughs> coupled with a, a cleavage drop that is so deep that it meets the thigh-high split. So essentially, you've got this piece of material with two massive holes in it. Wrapped around Mariah Carey. Almost like she's wearing a very small dressing gown. Yeah, exactly. And she looked immaculate. So the first one is gold. Of course it is. It's Mariah. Um, The hair, again, a different blowout. And I'm obsessed with it. Then there's this sort of Charlie Brown episode. I was like, oh, is Charlie Brown the thing kids know about? Yeah, I mean, I know it's huge. I know she would, because obviously growing... Don't say how old she is. Because no one really knows. (laughs) Because <laughs> she's fudged it. I mean, people our generation also watch Charlie Brown's Christmas in mm. in um, the states. So I think at least up until about I'm gonna say thirty, people know like uh, it's a very big part of American culture. <laughs> yes, it, at Christmas time. I don't know how many like Gen Zers are watching it. <laughs> they might be now. Yeah, maybe they're all especially into- as it's also now up on Apple TV. Shout there out to go. Apple TV. <laughs> We're looking for a sponsor, Apple. <laughs> So far, you've directly addressed Billy Eichner and Apple. I'm, I'm aiming high. What can I say? Look, if you if you shoot for the moon, <laughs> you just get the Alps. Oh. It's still worth it. It's an Operation Moonshoot. What Boris Johnson tried to call doing doing being a prime minister. <laughs> well, he tried to call it <laughs> trying to run a com- country in a pandemic. That was what it was. Yeah, yeah. which is amazing, really, because I I'd never come across the term moonshot. Yeah, and then. Uh, Sort of, it came up in another context about something else much later. It does sound and very lewd, doesn't it? 
It does. <laughs> but also I realised that it's it's an idiom for something that's impossible. Yes. <laughs> of course Boris Johnson has embraced it <laughs> with the further of a complete waste of space. So uh, now we get to the main event. Not the main event, because actually I think they brought they bracketed it really well. They 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 just get the diva the diva triumvirate in early doors. So this had been teased. We'd yeah. seen that we'd seen we knew this was happening. Jennifer Hudson, Ariana Grande, and Mariah Carey. Ever since the initialed chairs. Yeah. We knew we knew it was on the horizon. What we did what we, we didn't know is that Mariah would be wearing another bodice, tartan. Mm. Quite a sort of like I don't I love the work of Vivian Westwood, so I, I'm not gonna put it in the same it's the same fabric, they're worlds away. It's it's <laughs> It's if like Lipsy used some offshoots from Vivian Westwood. It's it's not a subtle ensemble, but it's Mariah, so it's fine. The other two she wear it well. have both gone for a wrist warmer detail. Ariana's got this gorgeous like the velvet mini, but it's got a sort of like like a sort of skater dress wrist thing. She's got a little like hole for her thumb. Check out the video. And Jennifer is also wearing organza finger wraps. She's wearing a sort of sleeve that goes over her fingers with her nails coming out and then, like, has a similar exposed thumb. Like gloves, but for, to still show off your but nails. But, yeah, they, they, your shoulders are out. I don't know what these are called. What is this garment called? Write in and tell us. Leave Hand a review wraps? while you're at it. Arm slings. I don't know. Anyone write in with any ideas? Especially you, Billy. Yeah. Now, Ariana has never... Um, you know, Ariana can, can be, you know, she, we know from her work in Salmon Cat. Yep. Not a cat that likes salmon, Sam and cat, that she can do ensemble playing. She can, she can, you know, she's just been on, she's comic. been on Broadway. Just character, character She can actor. do it. She knows how, she knows when the spotlight's on who. She's very restrained. I think Jennifer Hudson is still quite triggered by cats <laughs> and dream girls because there's a look she gets in her eye when she's like, I know I'm not supposed to outsing Mariah. I'm <laughs> and it's almost like she's like, not again, not again. Not I'm not again. going back there. You're not going to do me down again. She is Effie White. I think she just got so in character. She's never come out. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't her first crime against Christmas. Obviously, last year she unleashed Grizabella on the world, <laughs> and there's her contribution to Sex and the City One. Is that a Christmas film? Yeah, it is a Christmas film. Yeah. She came oh, yeah. to New York for love. Um, it's, you know what? I, I've defended that film a lot, and, I'll, and but I can't defend Jennifer Hudson's <laughs> contribution to it. It's not good. I'm starting to wonder what what <laughs> positive contributions have been. Oh, she's honestly her her performance as Effie White is the most fully realised piece of uh, of acting since Daniel Day Lewis. She's as I've said, she's still in role. Three dimensional. Um, and obviously the song culminates in Mariah and Ariana. Harmonising in whistle tone, which I've never heard before in my life. It's just, it's it's, just, it's amazing. I've watched it so many times. <laughs> I, it's a belter. Yeah. I really like it. It's so good. We'll get on to catchiness of new Christmas songs yeah. in the next section, but they, it really is an absolute hammer. Why is, there, why is there a theme that runs through Christmas songs of people, of babies leaving you? I don't know if it's because Mariah is the Christmas regurgitator, but like this song is about will you, will you bring back my baby? Obviously, Darlene loves classic Christmas baby, please come home. Why does everyone leave each other at Christmas? I mean, it is a stressful time. Mm-hmm. 
I'd, I'd stick with my partner, to be honest. Kick the family out. Hold tight to the one you came in with would be my advice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the, the, the diva Holy Trinity moment. Mm-hmm. Then Snoop comes out. Snoop D-O double J. Looking like a man who you would find behind a bus stop <laughs> with a bag of tenants. <laughs> he looks... So baked. <laughs> we predicted he would be as well. But he looks, he looks so high. Do you remember? Do you remember a scary movie when um, there's the, the, that stupid parody of um, Scream? Oh yeah. And the Scream mask and go uh, smokes a load of joints with some, yeah. with some guys, and then they like they recreate the Scream mask but with a high face. Yeah. He looks like that face. It's really just like his eyes are so small, he's got the biggest smile on his face. I mean, wouldn't you if you were absolutely <laughs> off your tits and you found yourself on that set yes. with all those mad elves dancing around you? What? What was that other guy doing? Nothing. I don't think he, he said a do, thing. He didn't say, <laughs> didn't say a word. He just looked like, for a while, he looked quite happy. And then every now and then he looked slightly uncomfortable, like he wasn't sure what he was supposed to be doing. No, no one had told him. Excellent work. Uh, then we go to a ballerina dancing to Mariah Whistle. <laughs> it was a Nutcracker suite, but it was Mariah doing it in whistle tone. <laughs> Unnecessary. Not, not even on set. Not even on set. Just recorded. <laughs> More on that theme when we get to our next episode, next bit of Diva News. Um, then she choose, turns into a silver version of the Mariah staple uh, with a very long train and a horizontal tease out. So she kind of like the, the blow dry becomes much more um, static. I would say it's kind of Diana Rossi, but it's also a little bit cowardly lion coupled with, yeah, she just looks immense. Now we notice this, that she, she stares off into the distance throughout this special, but I think that would be, that's less unnerving than if she sang it directly down the lens. Yeah, that's true. She's made a choice. She's decided she's a character Mm. in this show rather than it being a Mariah Carey gig. Yes. So she doesn't, she's always, I, I just felt like it always looked a little bit like she was she keeping one eye on the autoprompt. Yeah. I think column A, column B. Sure. She also, she does favour a kind of like to the skies. Yeah. Eye, a, a Diana eye. Yes, she does. A woman she felt some affinity with. She, they, they met eyes once at a party. Um, <laughs> we haven't all read the autobiography. Well, that's that's up to you. The penultimate. Ep- it's <laughs> in the house. You've got a copy. Why haven't You've you? You've got an audible it? account. The penultimate outfit is uh, the toilet roll doll, Diamante Perfection, with a smooth blow dry and a matching mic. Do you remember it? All in white. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh, like like a Christmas angel atop a meringue. <laughs> it's. It's all I want for Christmas. Then she delivers her Christmas message, which is, I can't really remember, but I'm, something about it, we've had a shit year. Yeah, the message was just shit year, like hold your family close, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was really it was nice. Like, it was the, the whole message of the entire thing was really sweet. and like Yeah. There's a brief moment where Billy Eichner's like, oh, I've turned the power off on the cheerometer or whatever. Yeah. And then Mariah's like, don't worry, 
we're all going to hold a candle together. And it's actually very moving. It was. I found it genuinely moving. Yeah. I, I just genuinely, I was really taken by Lots it. Lots of people have found it very moving. Lots of people. I mean, like, if, if you were a hardcore Mariah fan, you'd mm. be bawling. Well, it's just like these Christmas specials that, that a lot of people specialised in, these classic ones, they, they can come across, especially when they try and recreate them now. Yeah. They come across very mawkish. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel if Disney had been involved with it in the same way they didn't particularly like, what's it called? That one where they recreate drama uh, productions from when they were kids. Ensemble. Ensemble. No, um, Encore. Encore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same reason I didn't really like that. They, mm. they sort of always seem to fly just too high of the mawkish mark for me. So Whereas just to be really clear, didn't do that. you want sponsorship from Apple but not Disney? No, Disney, no, <laughs> no thank you. If you offer Disney, I will not take it. Good. Third reach out of the However, show. However, <laughs> Apple and Audible have also come up, so if yeah. they're interested in getting involved as well. Look, I'll read you some shit. I've yeah. Got, we've got voices. I think that's how being advertised by Audible works. Fine. I also don't think this is how getting sponsorship works. <laughs> so, so it doesn't really matter. Also, let it be known, we need a new mattress. Just so. <laughs> <laughs> We do. Now, the final ensemble is the Drummer Girl Ensemble. Mm-hmm. It's full, voluminous back comb with a bumper in and the perfect shade of Yorkshire Terrier. <laughs> it's just, it's, that is my real Mariah sweet spot. That outfit is hideous. <laughs> It's absolutely revolting. It looks... <laughs> it's got a real, like, Smithy's vibe as well. That velvet didn't... But um, you know it's expensive because it's on Mariah's body. But it also didn't look it. But also, if you took it off Mariah's body, it wouldn't look expensive. On her, I'm like... You've been... You've been spray-painted by an angel. <laughs> and she delivers what we all... What everyone came for. All I want for Christmas. And it's sensational. Yeah. And then... Is it the, the same key as the Ridge? No. I don't think so. I didn't think I felt so. It was a little bit lower. Uh, and actually, no, I think it was. I couldn't work it out. I was sort of. Let, let's have a let's have a chat about the folks because we've we've all seen the live New Year video. <laughs> but to be fair, she was thrown under the bus there by not having a sound check, <laughs> which she was very vocal about. This is the best. Her vocals sound amazing. On, the, on uh, look, I'm not naive. I know she didn't do it live. <laughs> like I, know, I know some work went into it. I was about to it. say, I think I'm gonna have to break some news. <laughs> I've glimpsed behind the curtain and I'm aware aware of what's probably gone into it. Because the speaking voice is quite husky and there's a nice husk in the singing voice as well. But the whistle tone, still there, Mm. which again, she doesn't do live. I mean, it must be really hard to do whistle tone. Yeah. I've never tried. (laughs) Because I just... Cat Loud and I had a chat about this the other day. We're like, it's just screaming to pitch. So... It, you, you're risking something putting it there anyway. I assume so. The folks, the folks are amazing, and it actually, it's apart from sometimes there's some superfluous whistle tone, but generally I think it's it's quite quite tasteful. I really, quite I, I said to you when we were watching it, I was like, I genuinely think I am enjoying most of the songs in this more than I've enjoyed most of Mariah's back catalogue. Yeah, like I love Mariah, I'm obsessed with Mariah, she's amazing, but like in terms of just sitting down and listening, she's not my diva. Yeah. But obviously, like, an incredible vocalist and some absolutely banging tunes. But, yeah. like, uh, for the most part, I'm always like, it's not, it just, just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. But I just really enjoyed these. Yeah. Thought, whoever did the arrangements on it was absolutely amazing. I tried to find out, tried to Google it. She's made sure that's not possible. Yeah, Mariah uh, did them. just says Mariah <laughs> everywhere. Maybe she can score for a 48-piece orchestra. You don't know. Maybe she can. Yeah. I think the name of the whole game was tasteful. Like, it was kind of goofy. <laughs> In like, well, no, maybe not. Okay, taste was maybe not the word, but like restrained, restrained. for Mariah. Yeah. Was definitely <laughs> RFM. <laughs> it was RFM because like the music was not like blown out of proportion out over mm-hmm. the top, like insane. Like just she like, didn't sing all the mad notes. versions of carols. Yeah. Like, 
It was just a couple like really nicely, tastefully arranged versions of yeah. some of some carols, some some of the better carols as well, like yeah. the less like performed ones, apart from Silent Night. Um, and then like the the pop songs were just yeah. like genuinely like had a real bob yeah. like to them. And then um, and like uh, just like the dancers, I thought were all really good. Like they weren't like there wasn't just like it wasn't like a mess of. And also, she was nice to all of them this time. Like when one of them helped her towards the front of the stage. She like she didn't say thank you because she doesn't need to, but she at least didn't. Well, she wasn't actively hostile to him like no. she has been in New Year's in the past. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't call him out in front of the whole set. Look, I think we can all agree that the New Year's booking was um, an an admin error. She's not the New Year Queen. She's the Christmas Queen. Yeah, and there's got to be a cutoff point somewhere in the Marineum. It doesn't. It, someone else has to take over. It shifts. The paradigm shifts, and Mariah is no longer the diva. Yeah. Who's the New Year's diva? I was just thinking that. It's got to be Liza, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It's a mad, mad <laughs> evening. Um, it goes on for too long. Yeah. I've got one caveat about the taste level, and it's not even a taste level thing. It's just a Mariah level thing. See, this is why. I, this is why RFM because. Yeah. I realised as soon as I said it that, like, in comparison to almost anything else on earth, this yeah. was not tasteful. Sure. Did you happen to notice what the third child who wasn't Rock or Row was called? No. But put a pin in that because I have another question. Carry on. No, no, go for it. Why did they include a third child that isn't hers? This is the answer to your question. Oh, good. Because that child is called Mimi. Oh. She's a representative of Mariah in the past. No. <laughs> Yes. How did you find that out? Uh, I had to. I had to look into it. So I was like, "Do they just call her Mimi?" I was like, "Is that what I think it is?" At the beginning, you know, Mimi's like, "Oh, in my house, we haven't even got a tree," <laughs> whatever it is she said. And then yeah. I did totally escape my notion yeah. that she wasn't even one of the family. What? What she? Well, it was an odd moment because they were like, "Oh, mummy, the Billy Eichner's ringing you," and then, <laughs> and this thing, and she had this brief conversation with the child who clearly wasn't her child. However, she was her as. As a, as a child, she was having a conversation with her past self. And that's why at the end, little Mariah, little Mimi puts the ornament on the tree because she's finally got the Christmas tree that Christmas Mariah she never deserved had. that Mariah never had. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I so love that. Mariah managed to get in a really deep level shade on her mum. <laughs> <laughs> she did a whole Christmas spectacular. She owned the season. She smiled the whole way through. She didn't say anything shady. <laughs> Still got that knife in. Bed. Dragged her mother. <laughs> oh my god! And that's why she's the ultimate diva. Oh, <laughs> I was, I mean, a lesser diva as well would have written like uh, dedicated to my mother at the end or something yeah. like that. Like as, as like a real like <laughs> knife in the back, but she, she didn't even need to. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, incredible. Wow. I mean, also, isn't that what Christmas is about as well? Deep seated hostility towards yeah, your family. Of course, it is. That's like the fact that she got that in as well as maybe that's what I was recognizing when yeah. I thought like when I was when it was RFM. Like, yeah. I just maybe what I was recognizing when I was like, oh, the the moral of this is really good because I was like, look, they're they're doing Christmas stuff which I like, and the fact that they've just got this entire thing, which is it's got Christmas like. Christmas cliches, Christmas like stuff that people do at Christmas. Yeah, like it's got all the drummer hallmarks. boys and candy canes and yeah. the rest of it. It's just got all the Christmas turp, yeah. it, but with an underlying knife, knife against a family a member. vein of poison. It's just because you never that's forget. Christmas. Yeah, that is Christmas. And that's Mariah. It's a realistic depiction of Christmas. There, I said it. <laughs> 
We found the realism in uh, Mariah Carey's Christmas special. We'll struggle as we go to Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. After the break. (laughs) Oh! Okay! Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Is it the same set as Mariah Carey's Christmas special? It looks like it. (laughs) Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Um, is a work to put into perspective (laughs) is outshone in both taste and realism by Mariah Carey's (laughs) Christmas Spectacular it is a work of pure madness and genius I'd say it's a masterpiece it's a masterpiece yeah it's a classic it is it's the blue velvet of Christmas films (laughs) from the minute that Dolly Parton appears it's not explained at the beginning why this would be possible. Also, spoiler alert, if you're going to watch Christmas, if you haven't watched Christmas on the Square, you're going to have to come back to this when you, because we're just going to talk about what happens. I think just turn off until half an hour. It's also got more fucking twists than Inception. So, like, we don't want to ruin anything for you. Ruin! <laughs> so, first spoiler, Dolly Parton is an angel. This does not become clear until about 25 minutes in. However, the first time you see her, she appears to be levitating while begging. <laughs> And she's fully visible to the crowd of musical theatre performers who are doing a full dance number. She's levitating in what I believe is supposed to be rags, but it looks like sort of like Eileen Fisher, but make it velour. It's like... It's It's the most astonishing interpretation from a wardrobe Mm. of Homeless that I've ever seen. Yeah. It's Grisabella cosplay. Yeah. And... Dolly is like, yeah, she's got this this box that says change. Now, that's that. Um, I think we got assaulted by that by that pun, didn't we? I mean, you, you get hit round the head with it so viciously that you you got full concussion by the end of it. Like change, change, you've got to change. Um, yeah. So Dolly, so whoever came up with it, just so thrilled that change is what yeah what the Christmas film is meant to be about, and change also means. Money. Yeah. Sorry, we've, we've skipped ahead. We, we should have talked about the, the titles, which are oh. insane. They're like, little sort of chocolate box Christmas pictures. It's, again, very retro, isn't it? Uh, with the startling revelation that this was once a stage play. What? You said that. I missed that title. Yeah. I've since Googled it and cannot find evidence of this anywhere. I'm going to watch it again. I swear it said it from the stage play Christmas on the Square. Where was this stage? Was it just in Dollywood? Was it in Dolly's house? <gasps> Maybe it's a it Christmas Dolly- show that they do in Dollywood. Potentially, that that would be. I, we should we should find out. I need to know where. It's, if you've if you've been one of the ensemble of Christmas in the Square, you need to get in touch. It's vital. If if it is a genuine stage play they put on in America, then we need to know. We do need to know because... We, is it your Scrooge? We faced a much, much bigger danger to theatre than coronavirus earlier than this. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Christine wow. Baranski's name is Queen and that is what she brings you. Regina arrives oh, and Regina good. slays. She is just... I love Christine Baranski so much. Baranski brings the emotional intensity, I would say, of um, Michael Caine to Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yes. And that's not the last time I'll make that comparison, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) There are several Henson-like elements to this production. That's also ignoring the fact that, I mean, the the plot of the film, apart from the absolutely batshit twists that happen (laughs) left, right and (laughs) centre, the sort of principal... 
the, the sort of the, the principal beats of it are literally Christmas Carol mashed up with It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. There's even a plot line about an angel getting its wings. Mm-hmm. And there's she's a Scrooge character. It's just the two films, well, the two the two stories bashed into each other. Yeah. So we watched There's a lot of absolute chaos in between. We watched this with first ever guest, deep friend of the pod, Nick Lamont, and her consort Paddy Fisher, we're not enough cult with. Uh, we watched them we watched it with them while we WhatsApped each other. The moment when we realised that she was selling the town <laughs> <laughs> Because what? <laughs> Christine Baranski is going to sell the town that everyone lives in. Um with apparently they have no say in this like was it a sort of socialist collective was it like no one owns their house we're told they keep the rates low so that they can, i mean like i'm not saying every, obviously I, I live in london i know what the housing market's like but surely someone owns a house in a town nope. no everyone rents because that is the I mean, socialist own, utopia that Kubranski's dad set up they might own the house but maybe that maybe she owns the freehold, so she's still allowed to sell the ground the house is on. You still can't do that. No. <laughs> like it doesn't make. Look. It's like Port Sunlight. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he just sort of made it for the workers of his factory or something. Yeah, I assume he did. Sort of a Victorian philanthropist. Because everyone worships Baranski's dad, and there's a portrait of him. I can see why. On the that was quite heavily featured, which looks nothing like the actor. <laughs> so we're like, did they did they cast it? Sort of, did they paint that before they cast someone? I don't understand. Then there's this plot line with Baranski's old love, and that's very confusing at the beginning. Um, and that's where we got the phrase, is that my dad's lamp? Which is <laughs> the first thing she says when she walks in. It's not the first line, however, because the first line uttered by uh, Baranski is, lovely die! <laughs> no, that was an extra. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was the old woman, actually. The old woman who features very heavily <gasps> later on. The gurning old lady opens her doors and goes, lovely die! <laughs> Lovely die. Baranski's just going, just like throwing shade as she's walking around, being driven around this village. Um, We soon learn that she has a brain tumour, which is not given the respect it's due. (laughs) There is a deep, deep vein of darkness in this in this film. (laughs) It's sort of all these weird, like peaches and cream, like uh, downhill country, country Country wisdom from. Dolly. And yet, through the middle, through like a stick of rock, through the middle, I, there's like talk of cancer and like child death. And like, it's, it's not clear if do, if do, and Baron, the, the Baron couple, it's like it is so dark. Fucking hell! Like at one stage, it looks like Dolly gives her cancer, and she definitely impregnates that woman at the end. And then I think she takes cancer away from her. She gives her cancer to teach her a lesson at Christmas. Look, as we said at the beginning, Christmas has nothing to do with religion. However, I would imagine that perhaps a particularly rabid strain of Dolly Parton fan might be a little bit like, are you saying you're the Virgin Mary? <laughs> or the Angel Gabriel? Like, it, it, it doesn't really stand up to scrutiny. The man who plays RuPaul's lover in AJ and the Queen plays in this a priest who also runs a baby clothes shop. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine because Jennifer Lewis, aka J. Lou, oh. is a hairdresser who does house calls, but also has a shop and is the mayor <laughs> of the town. She's the mayor, and also Christine Baranski's best friend for no apparent her. reason. 
Uh, what unfurls is uh, just I'd an say the hour big, and a half of madness. The biggest twist of the whole film, I'd say, is the fact that that guy from AJ and the Queen got another job. Yeah. On a Netflix production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want to see the receipts. Um, I want to see them emails. <laughs> Dolly Parton has several angel outfits that are variants of the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's a legs out one, there's a legs in one, there's a jacket, there's a full dress. I love a costume change, don't get me wrong, yeah. but a lot of them felt... Uh, superfluous. Superfluous <laughs> And often happened in the same song, which is great. I love that. I just think if you're going to have outfit changes, just mix it up a bit. <laughs> we have the child that runs a bar. <laughs> <laughs> What are you drinking, pal? <laughs> she's literally, while she's having a conversation with Christine Baranski at the bar that she served her a drink at, yeah. as Paddy Feisch pointed out, he was like, I thought this was a bit, but it's not. No. When the child like welcomes her in and she's like, aren't you a little young to be running a bar? And she's like, maybe. <laughs> and then you're That's like, it. oh, cool. Her dad's going to come down in a minute and be like, don't be playing behind the bar again. No, no. No. No, she just runs that bar. Yeah. And at one point she's having a chat with Baranski. And just filling up the pretzels, filling up the peanuts. She's just doing like bar admin, <laughs> like wiping down the counter. <laughs> she's well, she's stacking up the mats. As as Nick pointed out, she's Tiny Tina because she's the one that changes Bradley's cold cold <laughs> and changes the barrels and her cold cold heart. She's like that bartender in Southie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Oh, there must be a deleted scene when she's like, "If you ever do one <laughs> thing." <laughs> Do you think that was our opportunity to, to change our cold heart to change, change, change our cold, cold hearts? That bartender was trying to get us to go see the raquettes and then we wouldn't be like this. Oh my goodness, May. Oh my God. Um, th- this film felt like it was ending for 45 minutes. It's an hour and a half. And by halfway through, the little girl who's just been like merrily handing out liquor suddenly tells Baranski that she's responsible for her mum drowning. And I can't remember how he got there. <laughs> <laughs> then Bransky's like, oh, I am an, I'm, I'm an awful bitch. <laughs> Something with a lantern. She goes back to find... Then she tells the, the harrowing story of how she was made to put her child up for adoption. By but, the, like, socialist dad? By the socialist dad. So they've all gone to a dance. She sees the man she loves showing another girl a ring and then she goes and dances with a latinx man the next thing we know she's heavily pregnant so we can assume that that dance went really well but there's it's not the first parallel to the jesus of nazareth story (laughs) is it in the film the actress playing bransky couldn't have been less bothered as well like bransky's like i was devastated and then you go to so just to be just to be clear the actress playing young bransky not as in looks nothing like the character actress i've ever seen she looks mildly annoyed no mildly put out i'd say by the boy with the ring what did she say she said i was devastated i was devastated and she sort of looks across the room and goes (laughs) and then that's the whole setup essentially the rest of her life yeah for the rest of her life well i mean it's quite traumatic her dad made her give away her her son for adoption they don't tell you the sex of the baby crucially because that is a big twist which we we won't give away (laughs) because you will not see it coming from about oh i think we've given everything away now (laughs) if you if you haven't seen christmas on the square and you were planning on it you were warned it turns out that christian the um the pastor called christian who owns the baby wear shop is also baranski's um biological child Unclear who raised him. The town? 
Was he a ward of the state in this socialist utopia? Maybe. <laughs> there are bigger plot holes. <laughs> yeah, and Christine Vransky's awful dad who made her give away her child and change her life... Who was also a socialist hero. ...was heavily involved in the life of his grandson and watched him at baseball games all the time. <laughs> all of this with a, a, an ensemble who are giving it some. There's the dad who brings riffs to every sad <laughs> moment. <laughs> the dad... Yeah, there's a bit where Tiny Tina gets... This was unclear. She was going to see her mum's grave to put... But she was in a car crash? Was she driving? Was the child drink driving to go and see her mother's grave? The car crash. (laughs) And the guy comes in and his shirt looks like he's been ripped by a werewolf costume and he's turned back in a Hammer horror film. (laughs) It's like just one of the sleeves is torn off and they've just like squirted ketchup down his arm. It's the best thing I've ever seen. It's like, it was like, there's parts of it. I was like, there's parts of it that were genuinely like the room. Mm, like mm. they were just so bewildering. Yeah. That it got made. Yeah. Baranski has her come to Jesus moment. When Baranski comes into the church and she's all in white and she's like being reborn, it's quite culty. She tells everyone how bad she's been. J. Lou agrees with her and repeats everything she said like just slightly afterwards mm-hmm. she's like and I became mean you were <laughs> no she doesn't say we were like, she, you, you were mean she was going it's okay baby which, <laughs> which is very sweet Jane, she's a mayor after all she is the mayor <laughs> and not then, the only Muppet as well <laughs> like, no. I mean the guy playing the guy from OJ and the Queen who's playing the pastor mm. playing Christian the pastor yeah. called Christian Christian pastor he um, I think his name is Christian pastor as well Christian pastor the pastor <laughs> But he's... Presumably because he's on a surname, because he was given away. No. Uh, but <laughs> His voice... His voice acting is so weird. Like, <laughs> he sounds like he's trying to do an impression of Kermit the Frog. But, like, not like, um, I'm... Oh, I'm being Kermit. Like, mm. not doing that voice. Yeah. But actually, like, he's taken acting inspiration. Like, vocal... <laughs> oh, hello, Fred. Yeah, yeah. from... <laughs> he does... Oh, it's the Penguin Tangle skating party. Then J-Law, J-Lou has, I swear, got closer, as she's got older, she's got closer and closer to Liza Minnelli. (laughs) Just shouting things. (laughs) I can't, and again, couldn't couldn't whistle you back a song from that. Couldn't hum one. Couldn't hum a tune. Couldn't hum a riff. Even that that Witch of the Middle one they sang for about 15 minutes. (laughs) I can't remember a note of it. And the hairdressing song. Mm. There were points in the songs when they were still going on and I couldn't have hung back how they were going. Although I did cry. There were a couple of moments where Dolly sang solo songs. I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. This is sublime. This is the music of the angels. You are an angel. She is an angel. In conclusion, you have to watch it to believe it. So please go and watch it. If you haven't, you'll still get a lot out of it. Why is every squeaky vehicle in Tottenham coming just when we need to record because I need to leave? I've got five min wee. <laughs> I've got three min wee before I'm supposed to leave the house. I'm going to roll on. So, Tom, who's your diva of the week? My diva of the week is Craig from MS. <laughs> we'll just play a quick video of him. Hi, I'm Craig and I'm the team manager here from MS Longbridge and I'm here today to talk to you about Scan and Shot. You're going to need your Sparks card. Scan your Sparks card. Accept the terms and conditions. And then one of the terminals will light up green. And now you're ready to shop. It's really easy. You just scan as you shop. That's like the manic 
manic look in his eye is, ever is, is everything to me. Mike, uh, I don't know which my M&S that you should. Oh, he does say Stockbridge, I think. Is it Stockbridge? Yeah, then yeah. we are taking a trip to Stockbridge. Yeah. <laughs> I want to wish him a Merry Christmas. Damn right. My D for the week is Dion Warwick. Uh, <laughs> go on. That's right. Dion Warwick, the, the iconic singer of Walk On By, Trains, Boats, Planes, um, uh, every little, what's the, she did the first one, like all the Baccarat hits. Yeah. Also, Whitney's godmother, never forget. Dion, iconic Dion, took to Twitter and just sort of like came for Chance the Rapper. <laughs> but like, was like, why have you got a the in your name? You're just a rapper, right? Why do you need a the? <laughs> and he was like, oh, thank you for noticing me. <laughs> and then she wasn't done. Then she went to the weekend. She's like, you've got one too. <laughs> and you're not spelling it right. <laughs> And he was like, mm, I love you, Dion Warwick. She's like, good. You well, should. You should. I'm not going to be called the singer. <laughs> the Dion. Dion the Warwick. She's like, if you've got a the in your name, I'm coming for you. Her son, who's a music producer, was like, mum, I'm going to take your phone off you. And then she's like, good luck getting into my house without a key. She's <laughs> oh iconic. And now she's released a video because some people have been suggesting it wasn't her on Twitter going like, look. It's me, all right? If I say it's me, it is me. Haters. Wow. She, I don't know what's happened to Dionne Warwick, but she's salty as fuck and it's amazing. Why do we call her Dionne Warwick and not Dionne Warwick? Maybe she is Dionne Warwick. Maybe I've just learned how to say her name from being a but child. I, I've been saying that since I was a kid. Warwick. Dionne Warwick. Yeah, Dionne Warwick. We don't call him Warwick Davis, do we? Well, no, we don't call it Warwick Castle. The place Castle. of Warwick. Do they call it, do Americans call her Dion Warwick? It might be a thing like Nottingham. Write like in, Birmingham. please, American listeners. Edinburgh. Is it? Have we just learnt it wrong, or is is it Dion Warwick? <laughs> We've got a few listeners in the US. Yeah, yeah. If they, please if do you let can, us know. Please let us know via email bigdivaenergypod at gmail and you can let us know how you guys pronounce Dion Warwick's name. Exactly. Just remembered also she did Heartbreaker with the Bee Gees, so she's not exclusively a Bacharach babe. She's got range. She's got range. She's, oh, she's a fantastic singer. So, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, mean, I love Dean Warwick. You've got Warwick. one as well. What? I'm still laughing at her tweets. <laughs> you You've got one as well. <laughs> she's everything. And you spelled it wrong. And you spelled it wrong. Right, that's us, that's us now. Yeah, so join in next week uh, when we've got to the... Part the Trois. Part the Trois and the final part, the conclusion to the story up until... When we finish recording, object shit. Yeah, good the stuff again. Will Jackson coming up with him. Um, yeah, it's you get to hear a lot about his musical musical theatre adventures. So one for the musical theatre fans, maybe Ooh. fans of Carry the Musical, oh. who might have found themselves on this feed. Welcome, welcome. Right, I've got to go. I love you very much. Please do all the things you know how to do for podcasts. That'd be really handy. We love the ratings, the reviewings, the subscribings. And the tweetings at us. Love you very much. Yes, please. At Diva Energy. Be safe. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.